Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast. The show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After nearly 10 years of building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who have been in it too, and I want to share all of that with you. So sit back, fill your coffee cup up, and listen in. I wanted to talk today about, um, as you, you might have seen, if you have listened to this podcast before or follow us elsewhere, um, you might have seen that we have a PR boot camp program. And I wanted to talk a little bit today, as I've been thinking about it a lot recently, um, in the last couple of weeks, because we are opening it back up this month, later this month, for a new um cohort to sign up to take part in it. And that means that I've just been like thinking about it a lot, dealing with it a lot, figuring all of the things out for opening it back up because this is only the second time we have only done a single, um, basically like a beta cohort group, cohort group, um, so far with it in this group structure. Um, and it's been, it's been really good. So when I was thinking about what to talk about today, I just thought, you know, that's what's been on my mind. We just had, we just had our monthly workshop call this morning. So I was thinking about it obviously a lot in the last day or so thinking about what we were talking about for that and things like that. So I decided, you know, I just wanted to take an episode to talk about it for a bit, not in terms of like, here's our program, here's why it's so great. But, (laughs) um, honestly, like I've never really done like a deep dive into it. I think it, it is a part of my business now and it's not something, you know, I'm always here talking about PR tips and kind of, but kind of business tips in general. Um, and talking obviously in the interviews, talking through like other people's businesses, how they've done it, how they've created what they've created. And this is like a part of that for me. So I thought maybe it would be cool for an episode to kind of go into it. I, I don't at all, um, see, like, I don't at all see myself as an expert in this kind of thing. This is the first time, like, as I said, we've just turned it into a group program. This is the first program like this I've ever done. So I know it's probably the kind of thing where like a year from now, I'm going to look back on this and like be cringing of like, oh my gosh, the things I said when I had no idea what I was doing yet or something like that. But I also feel like, you know, this is, this is the journey that I'm going through right now. So even though it's all kind of new for me, this is what, that's really what the show is about is sharing what that's like, sharing what the journey is like, how we're figuring stuff out for our businesses. And this is part of that for me right now. So I realized that giving a little behind the scenes on like how we're building it out and why we changed it from, so we had a program before we had, I had like made this DIY course a long time ago, um, but just recently shifted it into this new group program format. So I thought talking about that might be kind of interesting, like why we decided to change it over what it looks like now. I've had more people asking me about how we're doing the program recently than about how to do PR. So I I realized like people are interested. People want to hear how other people are doing programs like this, how people are doing courses, um, things like that. And like, I mean, not people asking about it because they want to join, but well, I mean, maybe hopefully some of them, but, um, like more like people who want to know because they're thinking of setting up their own program like this, or they recently have launched a course and want to like know how we're doing it too. Um, like there are so many, there's just different things when you're setting up something like this. And it's hard to know like what's the right way to do it or what's the best way to do it. Because there are a lot of people out there, I think kind of who are like, you know, I mean, there are a lot of like courses out there that you'll find that are like a course on how to launch a course, right? Or like a course on how to create a program. Um, but you know, how do you know what's going to work for you? How do you know what works like feels best for you? Cause what I've found is yes, there's a lot of those things, but sometimes I just don't think, I don't know, something doesn't resonate with me. Right. Or, or it just doesn't feel like what might make sense for me and my people, my audience, my business, whatever. Um, so I've kind of been just figuring stuff out as I go and as it feels good for me. And so I thought sharing that might be helpful. Um, 
and again, I know that's why people are asking about it is because they're going through the same kind of thing. Like, you know, seeing what people are saying you should do or you're supposed to do. Um, but not sure if that's the best thing for them. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, again, you know, I'm no expert in courses or programs. I'm not gonna, like, I don't want you to, to get the wrong idea <laughs> to think that, you know, I'm saying that I am and I'm no business coach. I'm not here how to, to tell you, like, here's how to do this in your business. Um, but I did create this online course years ago, as I said, and I have had it available for a long time now. And basically what we've done is totally repackage it into a live group program just this year. So I just want to talk about it, go into it, tell you again, my experience and what it's been like for us, um, and how we're doing it and kind of like why we relaunched the program in this way, because I mean, I guess, yeah, I'll kind of get, just get into it. Um, we, I, I mean, I don't even know how long ago, but I really made this a long time ago, um, as a self paced DIY course, I wanted to have it just be something that would be up online. People could, you know, sign up for it whenever, buy it whenever they needed it or wanted it and go through it on their own time. Um, whenever they felt like they needed to promote their business, I started it because there were so many people who, would come to me at that time and like had all the same questions about PR basically. And they were like super savvy businesswomen and could do a lot of this outreach themselves, but just had a couple questions or needed like, you know, a little bit of guidance into how to do it. And they were not willing or able or interested in paying an agency like mine, like on a monthly retainer basis, which is how we work to do PR for them, but they understood and recognized the value of getting media attention like this and getting media coverage. So it kind of was like, I found myself talking people through the same things over and over again, a lot of the time, because, you know, as much as possible, especially back then, um, I mean, I don't want to say I wasn't as busy, but <laughs> like back then, I don't know how I did it. I like, I would do that. Like if somebody asked me for that kind of guidance, like I helped them. And then eventually I was like, I should turn this into some kind of a program because it started to get boring to like say the same thing over and over again. And so I kind of developed at first, like a super mini little program where I was, I mean, you know, honestly, if it was today, I probably would have called it like a coaching program, but this was like before everyone and their mother was a coach. And I didn't, that wasn't even like in my repertoire, <laughs> but it was basically like, I think it was like three months and it was like, we would meet once a month and kind of go over what they needed. And I gave them these resources and it was on a much more minimal scale than what the course ended up being. It was like, I had a couple of resources. I gave them a couple of examples of stuff and then met with them like in person. These were like people I knew. Um, and talk them through it once a month. And that was like the beginning. And then even that was like, okay, this is again, repetitive. Like, I don't even need to be here having this conversation each time. So I recorded it all and added way more resources, added like different worksheets and whatnot and put it on as a course. The thing is, well, a couple things. So we're kind of going to get into why I changed it. The main thing is like, I was never promoting it. I was never like really pushing that it existed. Um, it just sat there on my website. And so not that many people ever signed up for it, which is totally fine. I, I never really tried that hard, but I knew there was a lot of potential and I knew that, you know, people were still asking about and wanting this stuff, but also what I found. So yeah, let's go into kind of like the main things, um, the main reasons of why I changed it, because the main number one thing is that I just felt that, there was not any accountability. People needed that kind of accountability because they would buy the course. And then like, honestly, I don't know if they ever even like finished it. Right. Like, I don't know. I never heard from them again. It was like, they would buy it. And then that was the end of it. And so like, you know, I know some people would be like, so who cares? Like they bought it. <laughs> That's all that should matter to you. But like, I wanted to feel that people were actually getting great results out of the thing if they're buying a thing from me. And there was just no interaction with them. It was all automated. And so I just like never had any way of being like, Oh, like, how are you liking it? Like, did you get some great media coverage after going through it? Things like that. Like I just kind of wanted that. Um, but also I think the main thing for me was I had a feeling that they were not going through it all the way. I know with most courses, people don't finish them. And I just didn't like the idea of that. Like, again, I know people are like, who cares? It's not your responsibility. Um, you know, if they finish or not, it's not your responsibility. You're, you sold them a thing they wanted. They bought it. They wanted it. 
then that's it. But I really wanted to feel like they were actually getting something out of it. It just didn't sit right with me to not have them to not feel that they were getting the accountability they needed in order to get the results that they want. So that was, that's really the really main thing for me. I wanted to know that they were, I mean, not, not because I cared to that, like they, if they didn't finish it or not, but like, I just, I just felt like that was something I wanted to offer with my course. I just felt like if I'm doing this, if I'm providing them all this information about how to do their own PR, like I just really felt like accountability had to be part of it and being able to yeah, help walk them through it, help talk them through it. So much of what you're doing in PR, while it is something that you can, you know, watch videos on your own time and learn how to do it based on like best practices and what I recommend and like how it should be done. There's also just so much, like so much that's so specific to your business. Like I know that people want to make sure their pitch looks good. Like, you know, make sure it actually seems right when they, you know, use a template, but then make their own. Like there's just questions there, right? Things like that. Like I knew people want a little more feedback. Yeah. Maybe feedback is even better term than accountability, but I think it's both. I think it's really both. So anyway, that was the biggest thing for me. I wanted to be able to offer that accountability. I wanted to be able to offer that feedback, make sure people were getting really what they needed out of it and be able to get the results they wanted. Um, but then also like, you know, definitely a part of it is I felt like, I felt like it wasn't helping enough people. Like I felt like it was, we weren't reaching people just because again, we, I never really promoted it. We weren't really doing anything with it. It just sat there and nobody really knew it was there. Um, so unless like someone specifically asked for that kind of resource or yeah, I mean, that's really it. Then we could say we had it, you know, but I wasn't doing anything to make sure people knew it was there. So I just wanted to like, get it out there more. Cause I knew it was so needed. Cause again, it was because there were so many people who had come to me asking these things initially that I created it to start with. So I wanted to feel like I wanted to kind of give myself a reason to get it out there more in a way, if that makes sense. Like I, I just knew I really wanted to ramp it up this year. I really, I mean, I wanted people to buy it. Like I wanted this to be a source of revenue for the business because I just knew that it, that opportunity was there and that possibility was there. I wanted to really ramp it up. I knew I wanted to get testimonials and feedback for the course for myself. Like I wanted, I wanted feedback on it um, because I also just felt like it had been out there for a while now. Like, as I said, I made the, like the first course version of it years and years ago, like so long ago that I was like, I know it needs updating. Like PR has changed since then. I knew there were things I wanted to add and change to it. I knew I needed to redo some of the videos just cause like, I, I had rebranded the whole company. I've rebranded this company in the last couple of years. The course videos, you know, still said they were by what the company used to be called and like said like, oh, I'm Alessandra Polina. Like I've been owned this business for like, I can't remember what it said, like seven years or something. And like, meanwhile, now it's been 10 years. So little things like that. Like I knew I needed to go back and change a bunch of those videos. Um, and I knew there was stuff to add to it and stuff I wanted to change, but I really wanted to get like some real feedback from people going through it. So I could know, you know, what else I should do just to make it as good as possible. Um, so I wanted that. I wanted to get, I got, as I mentioned, testimonials so that I could, um, also just like help push it a little, like I wanted to promote it and be able to say like, so-and-so did this and got these great results. Um, and I didn't really have anything like that because again, the people who had purchased before, I just literally never heard from again. And I'm sure like, I know there are ways you can have, a, you know, just a DIY at your own pace evergreen course and still get testimonials. You can still reach out to people who have signed up and ask them to send you a testimonial and some will. Um, but I never did that. And I just, I just felt like I wanted to do this update, have it be more hands-on, and get those, that feedback that I needed for the updates I would want to make and get some testimonials for like then selling it to people later on in the future. So those were some of my main reasons. Um, and then the other thing was too, I just, I just felt like, and don't hate me. Like I know a lot of people still love a DIY, like, or a self-paced online course. Totally fine. I, I love some too, but I felt, I just felt like things were shifting into wanting a little bit more of a community aspect. And I felt like, like right now in business, that's something that we could really offer here. I think that's something that people really want right now. And I thought that was something that people really benefit from, especially in PR, 
because seeing what other people are doing, getting ideas, hearing what people are pitching, who they're pitching, what outlets make sense for them right now, some like some of that just like can be helpful to hear from each other and be able to take some ideas for yourself. Um, maybe get some, yeah, get some fresh perspective, be sounding boards for each other. And like a lot of, a lot of the people are the target audience for each other. Like literally I think, and I mean, I didn't do this on purpose, but like out of who's in it right now, we're almost all target audience for each other. Like we're were a member of the other people's target audience. So getting even just feedback like that, like how does this messaging resonate? Does this make sense for you? Does this make you feel a certain way? Even those kinds of things. Like if you saw an article about this in, you know, this publication, how would, would that be cool? Like <laughs> what does that mean to you? Things like that. And just like that little business owner cohort I thought could be really valuable to each other. And even if it has nothing to do with your PR, like just being together in a space, like I, I felt like having that space to interact with other ambitious business owners who are like the kind of person who's ready and willing to put themselves out there and, um, you know, want to get some more recognition for their brand or like really taking that same step as you at this time, like would be just really cool to create. So that was just kind of coming to me. I just was feeling that way. I felt like, you know, almost like a little mini mastermind type of situation that you get within this cohort and like why not do that if we could and no I'm no business coach like I know I keep I always say this um but so much of like the mindset stuff and the crafting and clarifying your brand and that messaging everything that goes into like that beginning stages of the PR work is you know just like all of that stuff that you need to sort of do I don't know. I just thought that's really a lot of similar stuff to what you do and talk about and, and work on in other general business masterminds, um, sort of thing. And so anyway, I just thought that the people in my program would benefit from having this mastermind like cohort. And it's just like a little bit of, but like a little bit, a little, but major is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> a little bit of major, a little but major piece of like extra added value to the program that you're getting. Like you're here for press, right? Number one for sure is to get press for your brand and learn how to do your PR, own PR. But you're also getting this community of business owners to befriend and to get to work with through this with. And so I just feel like if in, in everything I've ever done for business, community has been huge. And I think anytime that we can kind of collaborate with each other, form that bit of community, feel like we're a part of something, it's always, always, always helped me grow and helped me go further. And the fact that I felt like that could be something that we could sort of offer as part of this PR program, like why not? Right. It just made the whole thing sound more fun to me too. So those, that's really like yeah, it's not something you like think about in terms of going into a PR program, but it was just something I felt like we could offer and I wanted to. So that was like a really huge part of why we decided to change it over, why we decided to go to a group program rather than a self-paced course where you're doing everything yourself. So the, I, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the, that's the why. Um, now I wanted to touch a little bit on like the how, so what does that actually look like? How are we running it? Um, cause I know those are kind of like the logistical questions that people usually have, um, or at least that people have been asking me lately. So basically we're still running the first group right now. Um, because the way that I decided to do it was that it's kind of based around, like you can go through all the main sections of the course you can go through like because it is I mean keep in mind it is still all the same videos and worksheets there is stuff you're doing at home on your own by yourself that that material is all still there and you can still go through all of that material in about three months maybe eight weeks and um then you're kind of like ready to just be in maintenance mode and you're going to keep pitching, but you'll have all your materials ready. You know how to pitch, you know who you're going to pitch. You have your plan. And then you just need to like keep pitching every month to make sure you're getting consistent media coverage. So I kind of organized it that people would kind of have that heavy lifting for the first three months, and then they can listen in or join in to 
the monthly live workshops every month for the rest of the year, because why not? Like, I just feel like you get a year's worth of that live call interaction so that because you're going to be working on it like I want to encourage that you're doing this every month for the rest of the year I don't want you to be like okay my three months are done I like got all the stuff together and now I'm finished and I'll just pitch whenever I have time right because you're never going to feel like you have time so the idea is like that you're kind of thinking about this at least once a month and kind of making your plan for what you're going to do for the rest of the month so these people are still in it we just had I think our fourth call this month was I think our fourth call and, um, they will be on the calls for the rest of the year, but they also all have kind of gone through everything they need. Like they've gone through all the material of the course. So, um, I'm kind of getting my head of myself. I don't want to talk about the workshops yet. I don't think, um, in general. So, so the, so this was the fourth month in general, I think it can basically, it's being like a three month kind of like the heavy lifting, as I said, but I don't think I'm going to open it up every three months. I think I'm going to probably only open it maybe twice a year, maybe three times. I'm not sure if we're going to open it again this year, um, after this time. So we are opening it soon. I'm planning to accept a new group this month. As I said, that's why I'm like thinking about it so much right now. Um, we're planning to open for registration, um, by the time, but by the time this episode airs, we'll probably be only a few days out from the registration opening for the new group. Um, I'm opening registration on May 15th and planning to keep it open until June 1st or whenever it fills up. I'm still keeping the group really small so that I can make sure the accountability is there and that we can have that same level of personalized feedback and support. Um, but the first workshop for that new group is kicking off the first Friday of June. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping <laughs> that it will fill up before then. Um, in the future, I think I might be able to offer larger and larger groups as we kind of go. But for now, I'm still, you know, getting used to running this as a group program and stuff. So for now, I want to just still make sure that we really have time for that personalization and that support and, and like get to know everybody really a lot. So I still wanted to cap this group at 10 people just to be on the safe side for all of that. Um, and then these new people will be joining our existing Facebook group. So they'll get the support and insight available from, you know, not just the 10 of them, but they'll also be joining the group where the first cohort is already, you know, they've already gone through all of this stuff and they're now in that same Facebook group. So over more and more time, I can see that like I could I could probably gr build the groups more, have more people sign up um, because the group itself is going to be so much more of a resource to each other is kind of how I'm thinking. Like I've definitely been in things where, you know, people just ask questions in the Facebook group and the other people in the group just like know the answer because they've done it before, you know, or they can offer a lot of feedback or insight. So I think that might be part of it, but you know, you have to obviously have enough people in the group for that to be, for that to really be helpful. So, um, I think things like that will make it easier to allow in more as you go. And also just the more I do it, I'm sure I'll be like more confident in like making sure I can still offer that feedback and, um, interaction and stuff. Also like every time we've gone through it, I mean, it's only been, we're only on the second time, but I'm, I feel that I'm going to be adding more videos every time. So far I've already added so many more videos this time. Um, because like, whenever there's a question on one of the workshops, like one of the monthly workshop calls, we call them a workshop, um, cause they are a workshop, but I know I keep saying calls. Um, when there's something where I'm like, oh, that's actually a great question or like something I expected they would know the answer to based on everything else already in, you know, the other videos in the course and stuff. But I realize, you know, oh, clearly that needed more clarification or more examples or whatever that may be. So then I'll record, you know, another video. Sometimes it's just like a couple minutes sometimes it's just like walking through something on the computer screen to show like literally how we're thinking about things or looking at things. Um, but yeah, so I've like recorded extra ones, added them in. And so I do feel like even things like that, like over time, as we do more and more of them and I get to talk to more members, see what questions come up the next time, which hopefully will be less than this time. Cause some of those things will have now been addressed, um, in, in the pre-recorded videos. So then there might be less. Um, and then maybe, you know, again, it feels like then maybe you could let in more people. I don't know. I just want to see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I think there is always going to be that level of personalized feedback needed because as I said, like everyone's pitches are always going to be 
different. They're always going to be unique to them in their business. And I think they'll always want my eyes on them. And I want to make sure I can offer that again. Don't hold me to this. Like maybe a year from now or three years from now, I'll be like, I am not offering any personalized feedback. I do not want to see your pitches. Like who knows? But right now that is very much how I feel. I want to be able to offer that. So I want to make sure that the group is manageable for that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what's, that's kind of the deal right now. We're offering 10 people at a time and adding them to the existing Facebook group. And, um, I think actually adding them to the existing workshop schedule too. That was what I asked the group today. I was planning to do two separate, you know, call times, like have the new group coming right afterwards or right before the current call schedule the current workshop, (laughs) like what we have scheduled. Um, and they said they thought it would actually be best to add the new people to the calls that they're on. And just kind of, even if I kind of go back to the beginning in terms of like covering the same stuff that we already talked about, you know, since these are live workshops, they're always going to be a little bit different depending on who's on there. I also might just run them. Like I might run the next one a little bit different than how I ran the first one, just because again, we've, we've lived and learned since then. And there might be, you know, there, I did, I made notes every time we did one of the workshops and like, oh, maybe we should focus more here. People had more questions on this. Maybe we arrange it a little differently. And, um, that's like the fun of it is that I can make the workshop different every time. Um, so that it's still valuable for the people who have already technically gone through like the first month's worth of work, um, but still get to go through it again. So they were like, you know, I feel like since we've kind of like gone through everything now, it'll just be like almost a refresher and a chance to even like polish up some of the stuff that we worked on back then, maybe go through and make updates to the media kit they already created, things like that. So that's what we're going to do for now. And again, I don't know what's going to happen once the, I mean, since people technically get the calls for a year, you know, if we open it up again, then those people will pretty much probably be done. Um, so it's not like the group would get too huge um, because I wouldn't want the live workshops to be too, too huge because we really do go through and workshop each other's work, whatever that is, <laughs> materials or messaging, whatever we're like working on at the time. Okay, let's take a quick break. I wanted to take a minute to share a tip for other business owners. Gusto is a refreshingly easy payroll benefits and HR platform used by more than 200,000 businesses and 7,000 accounting firms nationwide. I've been using Gusto for my PR agency for the last couple of years and it makes keeping track of everything so simple. They do everything for you. You just have to plug in the numbers every you know pay period and you're good to go. I actually think you can even have that be automated depending on how you have things set up. So if you're looking for a simple solution for your business's payroll and benefits, check out Gusto. So yeah, the workshops, that's a good that's a good um, segue into the workshops, um, which is the other like piece of of how we're doing the program now, which is the main the main piece of it. Really, that's really what makes it live. Um, is that we're doing these live workshops each month, and they're recorded. If you can't make it on live, like that's fine. People have most people have made it on to most of them. I mean, there's definitely people who haven't been able to make it on to all of them and we record it and put it into a folder that everybody can access later. You can always go in and do this, like, you know, work yourself, work through the workshop on your own afterwards. Um, so that is fine too, but it really does give a chance for, again, that camaraderie, that chance to really get to know each other, which I feel like we have. And then of course that chance to actually be hosting a live workshop or for them to be attending a live workshop that relates directly to the work in the sections of the course that they're going through at that time. So that's been really fun. I think, um, I think it's been the most valuable for them. You know, there's always a chance for questions. They always have questions (laughs) and it's just a chance, like, again, for just more of that feedback, more of like, you know, I know, we're supposed to be doing this or that, but like I had a question on this little piece of it, or, you know, does this person seem like they make sense for my media list? Like, if you really think about it, I thought I might want to reach out to them, but I'm not sure. Like just, you know, any kind of questions like that. So we go over all of that. We focus deep in a certain piece of the course, depending on, you know, and there's, there was like a schedule, like first month, we're going to talk about this, make sure you have that prepared. Second month, we're going to talk about this, make sure you have this other thing prepared. Sometimes there was something they needed to bring, like, especially when we were working on the materials sections. Um, we actually walked through everyone's materials together. 
sometimes there was less to bring, um, <laughs> or it was like, you know, they were working on maybe putting together their media list. And again, that just for that accountability piece, I was like, make, you know, make sure you can tell us about <laughs> three of the people on your list, just to make sure they had actually started doing it, you know, make sure they had actually found people and started that research. And then, you know what, they had questions on like how to know, you know, something or other about this certain person or would they really make sense or whatever that is. So those are really, really the main, I think, piece of that personalization and what makes it a group program, because obviously <laughs> the videos you're still doing on your own. Um, but yeah, that's been really fun. And then the big one, I mean, the main thing, that accountability, again, I feel like I'm sort of a broken record, but that's really like the main thing of how we're doing this differently. And so how are we going to, like, how are we actually providing that, that feedback, that accountability? That's the question, right? Um, mainly, um, checked, I checked in with the, at the very beginning, like when, so when people first signed up for the course, we did a one-on-one -on -one call with just like anybody who signed up to talk about, who they were, what their business is, you know, and what they were going to do, um, what they were trying to do, all of that stuff. Um, and I asked them on that call how often they'd want to be contacted because I didn't want to overwhelm people. I don't want to be here to be, you know, bombarding somebody, filling up their inbox all the time with like too much. But everyone said they would like to get a weekly email. And I was mainly asking, you know, should it be weekly or every other week? I wasn't sure, you know, what would feel the most helpful to people. I was like, maybe they'll only want a bi-weekly email. Um, but everybody said they would want weekly with, you know, the understanding that if they ignored it on some weeks, I wouldn't be too upset with them. And I never have been. And that totally makes sense. You know, it's, it's one, sometimes just seeing the email is like, I think enough to like spur them to take action, but they ne didn't necessarily have anything to like report back. <laughs> like they didn't need to answer, but they did, they did, um, you know, see that I emailed them. So that was helpful for people, I think. Um, so I send a weekly email to, at the end of every week, checking in about how it's going, asking what they worked on or what they accomplished this week. And if they have any questions that came up or something they'd want me to look over or whatever that is. Again, since this was such a small group, I was able to be pretty personal with it because I pretty much knew everybody. And I knew like if someone was planning to reach out to someone from a certain outlet, you know, because they had posted about it in the Facebook group, that week I would ask how that went or if I knew they were working on a specific pitch angle because you know we'd talked about it I'd ask about how it was coming things like that but as we want again have a bigger group I might send more of a standard email to everyone just like how's it going do you need help of any kind whatever that looks like it's still just kind of like that check-in um, but because mainly the idea of the email is to just remind them to be thinking about it right and more often than not they'd all say oh yeah I'm like gonna work on that this weekend right I'm working on that thing this weekend, because uh, I would send these on Friday, knowing that, you know, we all need to sometimes catch up on our <laughs> extra things like that over the weekend. But I think it did encourage them to work on it, not let it fall through the cracks. Nobody could be like, oh, three weeks went by and I didn't even think about the PR course, you know? Um, and I'd also mention, like, if we had one of the monthly workshops coming up, I'd mention what would be on, like, the, what that would be on, even though they had the schedule, you know, at the very beginning. I don't, again, expect everyone to, like, remember and check that all the time. So I would say, you know, here's what's coming up. Here's what you might want to make sure you've at least accomplished or worked on before that. So, yeah, that's, that was kind of like those emails, that check-in, that, that communication. The other main accountability thing was the actual Facebook group, which I know I talked about already um, in another context, but we had posts going up in there weekly, basically, with prompts, questions, accountability, status checks, and opportunities. So this was, you know, accountability to make sure people were making progress. Also a place for other opportunities, like when we have media letting us know what they're working on and the kinds of sources they need for a story, we would post it in there and things like that. And I think, you know, not to go into a tangent, but that was so that's something that's really valuable because we have those media connections as a PR agency that we don't expect like you to have yet, or maybe even ever, because you're just a single person or business owner. But, and that's, that's what makes it a little bit different because as an agency, you know, where writers have worked with us for years and they know us as a source because they know we have multiple clients and we have connections to different types of people in different industries or in, in certain industries that they write about. So sometimes they'll come to us and say, here's what I'm working on. Do you know of anyone who would be a good source for this story? Or, you know, do you know of anyone who could offer a quote on this or that or something like that? And that's exactly the kind of opportunity that we'll post in the Facebook group. So 
and I mean, others, we do other fun stuff too, like maybe pitch ideas. Like, you know, if you're getting stuck or you don't know what to pitch this week, like here are some ideas based on trending topics that we've seen lately or things that are going on, something like that. So we just try to like, you know, be there for accountability in terms of like, have you done this, but also just make things easier, right? Offer little tidbits, offer little opportunities that just might make doing the work easier. So that's the other, um, kind of piece of it, I think too. And when you see other people, you know, interacting and commenting in the Facebook group, hopefully it makes you want to also, and you know, if you see it, notifications popping up, um, sometimes that's more noticeable than email inbox. Like I know some people are different, um, in that regards, like some people notice email more, some people notice like a notification on their phone if we've tagged them on Facebook more. So it's just kind of like using all those available options, I guess. Um, but yeah, so that's, kind of how it's going down and oh, a couple other logistics um in terms of questions that like we had to figure out as, and like I went back and forth on a lot of times um there's a couple other like kind of main details I guess in terms of running the course as a I mean like doing the program as a group we I'm, I decided that we're going to drip out the content of the course meaning people are going to get access to new sections every other week or so. So that's not something we did for this first round. Um, and I decided to do it going forward. So I thought, and that's exactly why we did this first round as like a beta round where we get feedback and, um, be able to kind of see how it, how it worked as a group, as a group setting. Um, because I thought that people would want to like, some people might want to go faster than the group. And I didn't want them to feel held back. Like they couldn't move on faster if they needed to, or if they wanted to, I thought people might be excited and like want to go straight on. Or maybe somebody's already like, you know, already has done some pitching. Like they already know some stuff. Cause it's not like you have to be a total beginner in order to do this program. So like maybe they already have all their, you know, a whole media kit, all their materials have pitch ideas and they want to skip right towards, you know, to the end or whatever. Um, but it turned out that nobody really was able to go faster. <laughs> We're all so busy. Um, I think that nobody really felt the need to go faster or, you know, they did have access to the whole thing, but nobody really did move on faster than what like the drip program would be. Um, and, you know, a couple of people mentioned actually that it was, first of all, it's good to make sure they took their time or it would be good to make sure they took their time and really grasped one part before moving on to the next and that they kind of self-regulated that <laughs> in this round but that if it had just like they only had access to the first you know section now and then the next section two weeks from now like that would have been actually really good um because <clears throat> just to make sure they really took their time and 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 had something like ready to go or completed before moving on to the next part so i decided to try that um and, you know, in my experience, actually, I've, I've done programs with content that only came out like once a week or so, or, you know, dripped in different, different ways. Um, and I just, I actually like that too. I, I think, you know, it's frustrating to me in some senses, cause I am that person who someone's like, I want to do more, but I think it really ups the excitement. Like I'll be really excited and looking forward to the next section. And even though I'm like, Oh, I wish I could just do it now. I, I want people to get that type of anticipation too for my program. So I actually think, you know, it could be a good thing. So I think it does encourage you to take your time and to be really polished, you know, really polish what you're, what you've worked on before moving on. And, um, especially at the beginning of the program, it's like all the materials, there's, there's a lot of mindset work, um, both of which are really, um, you know, take, they take a lot. I want people to feel like they can focus on them. Um, they're really worth focusing on because they really lay the foundation and lay the groundwork. So I think that that is going to be beneficial. Um, other logistics, a payment plan. I decided I went back and forth on this a little bit. I decided to stick with offering a payment plan. Um, I want it to be as accessible as possible. And I just think that that helps with that. It makes things a little tougher on, you know, the back end in terms of the logistics, but I think it, in the long run, so far I see it to be beneficial. Um, in terms of platforms, speaking of those logistics, we are on Thinkific, it's thinkific.com. It's been pretty easy to use and a good experience, I think, as far as running the program. I know there are a lot of other pro like platforms for that stuff out there now. Um, 
as I alluded to, I started this as, as a course years and years ago. And back then, this was one of the only ones I had really heard of. And it was great for a self-paced course. So I've just stuck with it ever since. It didn't seem worth changing, didn't seem worth going to one of the newer ones. Um, I've just stuck with it. And I think the, um, you know, it's been good. It's been fine. So um, I think that's the main logistics. Oh, the other thing, I guess, based on sort of along lines of the course, I mean, of the, the platform, we have... Um, the, oh wait, actually two things. Well, well, so, okay. So the only way logistically to do cohorts on Thinkific was to totally take off the buttons for signing up in terms of Thinkific. I don't know if this is different on other platforms. As I said, I haven't used other ones. Um, but I had to take off like the buttons for signing up the section that lists the price and everything. So I had to remove that. I mean, I can, I, could write out the price elsewhere on the like information page, but I had to remove those once we closed the current group because there was no real way to like pause purchasing or whatever. So if I had not removed that section entirely from the website, people could like sign up at any point in time. So I'll have to add those back onto the page when I open it back up again, um, which just seemed a little bit weird, a little bit annoying <laughs> to me. I thought there should be a way to like hide the section for now or just make the button not lead somewhere. Like, you know, say like, oh, not currently, like maybe just remove the button itself or like make it, you know, invisible on the page. But I couldn't figure out how to do that. I had to literally remove the whole piece and then I'll have to re-add that section onto the site later. But what we did do was added a waiting list. So because I didn't want people to be like, oh, it's, I can't sign up. Like that's weird. And then they go away and never come back because who's going to remember to come back to check to see if it opens when it said it would. So that's what I was worried about. Um, what I did was, was we were able to add like a waitlist section so people can add in their email address now to join a waitlist. So if someone does come across it, you know, or they like didn't make it into this cohort and like the next week they saw it and they're like, oh darn, I wish I had signed up, right? They could add in their email into this waitlist and then at least we can keep track of that. Because again, I don't expect that someone's gonna be like remembering to come back and check three months from now to see if we're opening it back up. And I plan to have the registration period open for such a short amount of time that, you know, that doesn't leave a lot of opportunity for someone to come across it and join if they were thinking of it, unless they like really know to come do so. So that was the idea with the wait list. Um, people can put in their email, email whenever they come across the page and want to sign up. And I actually set it up to offer $100 off for people on the waitlist as a way to encourage them to join the waitlist. Because again, I want to be able to email them once the registration is open and there's no chance of them missing the registration period altogether. Because I just, again, I feel like if somebody sees something and it's not open, they're not necessarily going to like save the website, you know, know when to come back. Um, and I didn't want to lose those people who had interest. So, um, that's why I wanted to add that little bit of like incentive to join the waitlist. And, you know, th if somebody doesn't end up signing up, that's fine. No harm done. But that's why I'm encouraging people to join the waitlist, even if they're even like think considering it or thinking about it. So at least they'll know, and then they'll get that hundred dollars off. And if they don't end up signing up after they get the email that it's open, that's totally fine too. Um, so I think that was a good idea. <laughs> I think it's also really thrilling to get a notification that someone's joined the waitlist. And, you know, we only have a couple people on there so far right now, but, um, it just makes me feel really good going into the registration period in a couple weeks, knowing that there are already a couple people who are interested so that we're not like starting from scratch in terms of trying to get people to sign up. Um, so yeah, I mean, shameless plug that you can go join that waitlist if you if you're even at all interested in joining the next cohort, because there's as I said, no obligation to actually join. We'll never know if you you know I mean not that we'll never know that you didn't sign up, but like you don't have to sign up just because you're on the waitlist. It just means you'll get the email when registration opens, and that if you do sign up, you get that discount, and there is limited amount of you know availability. So. I do want people to join the waitlist and make sure they can sign up right away. Um, cause yeah, when, once the registration opens, that waitlist section is totally gone from the website. So you can't like wait until registration opens and then try to join that waitlist to get a hundred dollars off. So highly recommend you do it now. Cause that whole section on the site, as I said, is going to be replaced with like the button to actually buy. Um, so the, it's speaking of that, um, 
the other logistical question that came up for us was, do we want to just accept anyone who wants to join or do we want to have some kind of application process? Um, because, you know, I know some people are like, well, you want to really make sure that the people who join are going to be the right people, you know, the right fit for your group, especially if it's a small group, especially if you're teaching something kind of specific, like you want to make sure they are, are they PRable or whatever? I think pretty much everybody is. And I didn't necessarily want to make it feel like an application only, um, process for this round it is something I'm considering for the next round. I think we might do that. Um, but I wanted to, I don't know. I didn't want to bother <laughs> for this round. I just wanted to keep it open. Whoever wanted to sign up, it's just kind of a first come first serve type of thing. And you know, if there's like an 11th person who tries to sign up and I'm like, Oh gosh, I'd rather have that person in. Like, no, I wouldn't. I'd rather have the first 10 people who sign up <laughs> and I'll never even know who the 11th would have been. Um, unless you message or join the waitlist for later. But, um, yeah. So that's just, I decided to just have it be first come first serve basically. And once we've hit 10 people, that's it. The whole thing is going to be closed again until we decide to do a new cohort. Um, okay. Oh, and then the last thing too, I think I just said that was the last thing, but one other thing in terms of, again, sort of logistics, um, that I'm working on nailing down. I'm not, it's not nailed down at the time of this recording. Um, but it will be by the time this comes out, um, a special incentive to get people to sign up early. So as I said, you know, first 10 people, that's it. But I'd also rather not have registration open for longer than we need to. And I don't want to make it seem like I think, Oh, 10 people are like, it's going to sell out so fast. Like, I don't know. Like I hope that it does, but I, also know it can be hard to get in front of the right people who, who need you for something like this. So I don't want to assume that people are going to sign up so quickly and that we're going to have 10 people filled up in a day. But I also think that people get sick of hearing about it and people don't want to, like, I don't want to be talking about a, like this launch registration period for a long time. I'm in general, not much of a launch person type thing. I've got so much other stuff to do. I do not want to deal with it for too long. So if anyone's planning to sign up, I just want them to sign up and get it over with so we can fill the group and just be done with it. Um, so I wanted to get it filled as fast as possible. And I got this idea from someone else. Um, but it's to offer an incentive to the first person to sign up for the program on the day that the registration goes live because, um, you know, nobody knows if somebody else has signed up yet. So the idea is that it will get anybody who knows they want to join to sign up as soon as you open the registration, because then there's a chance they'll be the first one who did, right? Like, even if it's like five hours after the registration opens, like chances are high in most cases that nobody's signed up yet because people know like, oh, the registration's open for a week or two weeks. Like people don't normally sign up right away. Um, so even if you sign up like the next morning, you might be the first person to sign up. So it's just like that incentive to try to get people to sign up faster. Um, and so, and they'll get a special thing. And that's what I haven't figured out. <laughs> that's what I haven't nailed down yet is what is the special thing? What is that incentive that the first person who signs up will get? Um, I haven't decided if it should be like a monetary discount or something more interesting, like some kind of gift or something um, that would be special and useful to them. So I'm trying to figure that out right now. And speaking of gifts, I should have also mentioned just in terms of like the original logistics of people signing up for the program, um, this... Um, what I decided to do is that anytime someone signs up, we're going to send them a special gift in the mail. If they're in the U.S., I haven't figured out exactly what I'll do yet if they're not in the U.S. because I don't think we can ship this internationally. I don't know if it's feasible. I have to look into the logistics of that too. But um, just like an added fun thing to get them even more excited to take part and just really make it like a super special magical experience from the very beginning of them getting involved with the program. So if you sign up on like May 15th, you know, you have two weeks to wait before the first workshop and before you'll have, you get access to certain stuff right away, but I wanted it to just feel really exciting. I don't want someone to sign up for something and then feel like they have to wait for two weeks and like, there's nothing exciting to look forward to until we get started. So this is something you'll have to look forward to in the next couple of days. It will come in the mail after you've signed up. I just thought it'd be really fun. So, um, and yeah, so initially I was thinking that the incentive was, was like this, a get this gift, like for the first person who signed up, then I decided I wanted everybody to get it. So 
now I need something else um, for the extra incentive for being the first person to sign up. So there will be one. You will find out about it first if you join the waitlist because details will be in the email we send out to the waitlist people first. And um, yeah, so I highly recommend you do that. And then you can look forward to finding out. I also look forward to finding out. I look forward to figuring it out. Um, but it's going to be awesome. And I still have a little more time. But by the time this airs, you do not have more time to join um maybe a few days and I think yeah go join the waitlist if you want to find out and I'll put the link to that in the show notes so I think that pretty much covers it um is there anything else you want to know about how we're running the program that kind of pretty much goes over I think most of the things people have asked me so far most of the things I kind of kept going back and forth on or had to like think about a lot or you know, looked at how other people were doing these kinds of programs. But let me know if there's something else I didn't think to share. I'm an open book. And, um, you know, assuming this group goes as well as the first one, maybe I'll do a check-in episode with any other updates later on once we get started. As I said, like, I'm sharing this because this is part of my journey right now. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to share about how it's going and I'm sure I'll learn more and have more to share later on, um, as we've done it more. So, so far loving the group program version of this, of this PR course. And also like, I didn't even touch on it, but it's just so exciting to hear people's excitements and wins. And like, honestly, that's one of the best parts of it being a group cohort is that like, I really get to, everyone gets to hear, what everyone else is doing like oh so this writer got back to me like it's just so fun and exciting um I feel like we feed off of each other's you know energy and excitement and stuff so anyways if you have any other questions let me know if you have any questions you or if you have any questions about the course itself of course more than happy to talk about that too um you know if you actually want to like ask me questions about like if you're interested in signing up um would love to talk to you about that just pop me an email at alessandra at quotablemediaco.com that's always in the show notes or message us on instagram i'm definitely better with email but (laughs) if you message me on instagram about this i promise i will also reply and yeah i guess um i hope that this was interesting to some people and i'd love to hear your thoughts or feedback or how you have done a group program if you've done one too because i'm still always learning and and loving to get new ideas thanks for listening if you enjoyed this show please subscribe to quotable a female millennial entrepreneur podcast wherever you listen so you won't miss the next episode And leave a review on iTunes so other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes or online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. If you want to join the community of other female millennial entrepreneurs, join our Facebook group by searching female millennial entrepreneurs on Facebook. Talk to you soon and see you there.